0: Hey, you
1: guys, welcome back to What is the Perfect Mom? It is your girl, Tamika Johnson, and we are now on episode number five. <laughs> Wait, hold up. Today I picked that song by Beyonce because remember that part when she said something about, and we better children and get back to business? That's a real woman for you because I remember when I had my kid in. After those three months, I went straight back to work. Killing it. And also, Beyoncé, she showed on Homecoming, if you remember, where she had the twins and um. she was tired doing Homecoming and she missed her babies. She showed us the real deal. That's why I respect this song. I respect Beyoncé. She's the real queen bee.
0: Okay, so
1: today, today I would like to, um, to acknowledge the people that sent me a voice note. Thanks so much for sending me those voice notes. They really mean everything to me. Um, I asked you guys in the last episode to send me some voice notes. Well, every episode, send me a voice note. Tell me what you think. I had my cousin Tiffany, she sent me a voice note and she was saying that she was afraid of raising a black man here in america you know and the only thing she could do is just basically pray and stay prayed up and i mentioned that you know also i have another cousin he sent me a text message and he stated that he loved the episode he also stated that um he doesn't have any children as yet but he's also afraid you know, hold on, I have one of my friends, she also sent me a voice note and some other people sent me some voice notes and I really appreciate it. That's us bonding. We're bonding, y'all. <laughs> I'm so happy that I got a lot of mommy friends now. Hold on. I never really, at first um, when I wanted to have kids, I wanted to have a son first. I wanted to have a son first because I wanted my son to be able to protect his sisters and brothers. Not saying a girl couldn't be capable of, but you know, we, when we have children, the men always, not children, but you know, when you think about life, it's like the man always protects the family, you know? And so,
0: I wanted that first,
1: and so since now, I have uh, three sons and three stepdaughters, it's like. I'm still afraid. And my thing is, why? Why do we have to be afraid? Like, like my cousin said, he doesn't even have children and he's afraid and she's afraid and my other cousin, she's afraid. I'm afraid just because of the color of my son's skin. I know he's a, he's going to be a black man, you know? But listen to some more notes thank you thank you for starting this podcast i thought it was beautiful and i just wanted to ask how are you doing today mom i am fine thank you so much you know so many people forget to ask that when we are moms Uh, i'm a mother of two older children but i'm also raising my oldest grandchild i've had since he was two and it's like starting all over and i don't have no support team it's just me and him and uh, so I so enjoyed this. So I look forward to future episodes. And uh, I have a podcast also called The Voice of Hope. I'd love to interview you on there sometime. So you take care and I look forward to future episodes. God bless and much love to you. Have a beautiful day. Bye-bye. Well, I can only imagine. I.
0: You know, I haven't lost my mom, but I don't know what I would do if I did, you know. Mm -hmm. And our bond is not even that close. I I really wish it was, and I wish I would call her more. It just lets you know people take things for granted, you know. I love her to death. She watches my daughter every single day that I go to work, early in the morning. And I really appreciate that from my life. I I don't want anybody to lose their mom or someone close to them, you know. That's a very special bond, you know, especially between a mother and daughter. It's just crazy how people take things for granted and me listening to this episode today makes me want to just go and hug my mom and just thank her for everything that she's doing for me and everything that she's ever done for me.
1: Really, there's no such thing as a perfect mom. Um, you could only be perfect to the kids, them that you're raising, and the people around you. Children surround you when they feel love, and they they're happy. They smile. The little things that you do that makes them smile. We are all not perfect, but we're getting. But we gotta try to get there. I'm not perfect, but I'm trying and another thing too I, I've been listening to what you were talking about uh, postpartum depression a lot of people especially a lot of new mothers they don't understand it they just assume that it's something that is just you know like frustration aggravation they don't want to deal with this and they start crying and all that these are things I have experienced but guess what it's a good The one thing about it is all about having a support Team behind you I
0: was expecting that to happen
1: okay so thank you guys for responding and leaving a voice note I really appreciate you guys and that is what we call bonding <laughs> I'm bonding with other moms right now I love it even moms I don't even know I'm bonding with them so today's topic is bonding with other moms and the reason why I picked this topic is because the other day me and my son we were walking to Target well we was at Gateway Mall and we were walking to Target coming from Carter's and he was walking in front of me like I was running backwards and he was running towards me And he didn't want to walk. He was crying. He was having a tantrum, like you know, these little two year olds do, (laughs) and screaming and falling out. And everyone was just looking. This lady, her son was doing the same exact thing. He was crying, he was screaming, but she was holding him. I wasn't holding my son, I was making him walk. You're gonna walk today. And he was screaming and falling, punching her in the head and everything. And she came up to me with her face all frustrated. And she said, how old is your son? I said, he's two years old. She said, oh my God, they all do the same things. Like, oh my God. And I was like, I felt so good because I felt like, oh my God, I'm not the only mother out here that's going through it. Like she looked like she was going through it and you could see it in her face. I don't know if you can see it in my face, but I was laughing because I think everything's funny and running while he was having a whole tantrum. So, today's topic is bonding with other moms. Okay, so, what type of mom do you consider yourself to be? Take a second, think about it. I don't know. I consider myself to be caring, loving, overprotective, everything. I think I'm his hero. I think I'm his friend. He's my little broke best friend. That's the kind of mom I consider myself to be. And um, I ran into many other moms and I try my best to connect with them. And let them know that, um, like, you're not alone. You're not alone. And you're not the only one that's dealing with issues and working around the clock. Because I also go to work. I work, 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 work. And I come home and I take care of my son. That's what I do. I explained to my mom's group that it's okay to take a few seconds and treat yourself and love yourself without feeling bad for it. I've ran into many moms that felt different about self-care. One of my mom friends stated that her children always come first. And that was, that's what makes her awesome mom. She had also explained to me that a mom and a mother are two different things. And anyone could be a mother, but not everyone could be a mom. And I'm like, okay, girl, what do you mean by that? She stated that a mother is someone that gives birth to a child and doesn't take care of a child. Anyone could be a mother, but a mom is a person that doesn't necessarily have to give birth to a child, but does anything for this child by your support and giving them an abundance of love and kisses. Okay, I could definitely agree to that because um, my mother wasn't around, but my aunt raised me, so she was considered my mom growing up, and she did her best as a mother. I turned out pretty awesome too. <laughs> so I could definitely uh, I can agree with her okay but bonding and running to many other different types of moms had me think of ways to approach many what I mean by that is there is so many different types of moms like there's a party mom that would leave her child with anyone just to party and that would have been me in my 20s so I definitely cannot judge That's why I waited so late to have a kid because I'm not leaving my child with anyone. So running into a mother like that would be like, our conversations would be like, like, I don't know. I really don't say much. I just carry on talking about my kid and how I used to party so much, literally used to party so much. The only new song right now that I know is Baby Shark or Mommy Finger, Mommy Finger, where are you? Here I am, here I am. <laughs> and that's normally how I end the conversation with a party mom because I don't want to offend anyone, you know? I have another friend that is a strong single mom and doesn't need a man for crap. I can relate to her because I'm a strong black woman and um, I can't say I don't need... My baby father, my husband. So conversations with that mom will be like, it's hard to be a single mom. Like, she would tell me something like that. It's hard to be a single mom and how she's up 24-7 every day. And I'm like, nah, sis, I'm not a single mom. And I feel like I'm up 25-8 of the day. Just to exaggerate the fact that all moms are tired and overwhelmed. Overwhelmed regardless if you're a single mom, working mom, foster mom, etc. You know. Now, after bonding with moms, the different kind of moms, it just let me know regardless of how each mom starts and ends her day, it still equals to caring and taking care of her child. Like, my way could be feeding my kid a peanut butter and jelly sandwich apart from another mom feeding her child a full course meal. At the end of each day, each child ate... And each mom provided a meal. So that's me bonding with different types of moms, all kinds of moms. And thank you for listening. Thank you for bonding with me. I really appreciate it. (laughs) Thanks for the voice notes and continue to tune in. And um, later, thanks. Thank you, mama, for the nine months you carry me through. All them pain and suffering. No one knows the struggle you bear, just only you. if you all my love, oh yeah. Hey, Thank you me. guys. Thank it's you your you girl, Tamika Johnson. And welcome back to What is the Perfect Mom. <laughs> oh my God, the last couple of weeks has been like, between working and getting ready to move into my new apartment. It's been like everything, like everything been like, oh my God, crazy for me. And today I have a little bit of the time to talk to you guys because my cousin, she came and she picked up the baby because I was overwhelmed with like moving and packing and doing everything. So yeah, welcome back. I'm so happy to be speaking to you guys. Anyway, so today I decided to talk to you and tell you about my experience last year. Last year, my son had gotten severely burnt by the radiator in my old apartment. The reason why I thought about this topic is because my landlord, she sent me a text message. And because I moved out, she was a little bit upset and the... Guy next door, he moved out as well. She sent me a text message and was like, good luck on your new apartment. And she sent an emoji with an emoji with um a straight face instead of a smiley face. So I just laughed because like she did nothing with the apartment. Like every time the ceiling leaked, she sent family to fix it. Something happened in the bathroom. She sent family. The Towels on the floor was lifted. She sent family. The refrigerator, the lights went out in the whole building. She sent family to fix everything, you know. And then my son, we didn't have, like, radiator covers. So right now is that season where the heat is on. So make sure you have a radiator cover to protect your children. Get some plugs for the outlets because I thought I was doing everything to protect my son by not sending him to daycare, by not letting people watch him. But it was things going on in my own home that, like, I don't know. I just didn't pay attention to until my son had gotten severely burnt by the radiator. Last year, I was so tired. I came home from work. Alex had to run out and go to work. And um, he was working overnight that night. And my baby, I didn't put him in the crib. He fell off the bed. And the heat was so hot from the radiator, it was supposed to have a radiator cover over it, you know, but that was my fault. I can't blame everything on the landlord because it was my fault because I should have thought safety first anyway, my son spent a month in the hospital, and it was November this time we we um spent Thanksgiving in the hospital spend Thanksgiving in the hospital. We, we went to the hospital November 15th, and we got out, like, December 15th, twelve. He had to get a skin graft on his face to cover the burn. So he was severely burnt. I spent a month in the hospital, and my Snapchat always showed me the days and what I post on the Snapchat. So today was two weeks we was in the hospital. And I would take a picture of outside because we was in... Presbyterian hospital um right in Manhattan and um it was a beautiful view. I spent every day in the hospital by my son. I spent every day in the room with my son sitting by his bed and looking out that window and crying. And it was a Brooklyn bridge. And every day I took a picture of the bridge, it gave me a little bit of hope. And I cried and I cried and I cried. And I cried every day. I cried. You know? I never. I didn't go outside. I stayed in the room. But one day. I didn't even wash my behind. Because I was standing by my son's side. One day this nurse. She came inside the room. And she said hey mom. So I was like hi. I was like overwhelmed and drank. I said hi to her. And. She gave me some money, and I was like, no, no. She said, you never left out of this room. You need to go outside, get you something to eat, get you some fresh air. So I was like, no, I'm okay. She said, I'm going to stay in here and watch your son. That's what we're here for. You go out, get you some fresh air, and come back. So I was still refusing, and she said to me, Are you drinking water? So I was like, yeah, I'm drinking the hospital water. (laughs) She said, you need to take care of you because if you dehydrate or you faint or anything in here, who's going to take care of your son? You need to eat. You need to take care of you. You can't be depressed in this room. You have to take care of you. I didn't know this later. This came from a stranger, like one of the nurses in the hospital. She seemed that every day I was in that room and every day I was crying. I really pulled down and cried when they told me he had to get a surgery. They took the skin from his head and they put the skin on his face. And when he went inside of the operating room, they was telling me, go upstairs, go. And I couldn't stop crying. I said, what if he need my blood? He's, you know, all positive. We have the same blood type. What if this? What if you need a kidney or something? Like, I was just like, oh, my God. And it was around this time last year. It was this time last year. And um, I thought maybe I was going to have to go see a therapist because ACS came, but ACS wasn't that bad. It wasn't hard on me. It was like... They gave me some 30-day watching. The ACS worker, when she first came, she was telling me, oh, you need to come to a conference. And I was like, a conference? She was like, no, you. the first day my son in the hospital, you need to come. And I said, I'm not leaving my son's side unless somebody... Come with the cops, and the cops cuff me, and then I'm leaving. But other than that, you can FaceTime, and you can call me on the phone. Or his father can go. I'm not. And I was crying, and then Alex' mother told me to calm down, and she spoke for me. And the ACS lady, she was a sweetheart. They called me. We talked. Then when we came home the next night, she came to my house with a big bag of clothes. And a big bag of toys and everything for my son. And she spoke to me and she gave me a number and she said, go seek some therapy. Go speak to somebody because this could be traumatizing, not only for him, but it seemed like it's more traumatizing for you. And it was traumatizing because when we got home from the hospital, I was afraid to be home by myself. I I told one of my cousins, please come stay with me. Alex missed like two weeks from the job, and that's it. It <laughs> was no more job for him because he was new at the job, and I was just afraid. Like, I was traumatized. Like, I was afraid of the radiator. I kept hearing my son screaming over and over and over because when it happened, I was asleep, and I woke up, picked him up, and called 911, and everything, you know, was going from there. But I was traumatized. I was screaming. He was screaming. I kept hearing the screams in my head for about seven months. I cried for seven months. I cried, and I cried, and I cried. But not only did I cry, I prayed. I prayed, and I spoke to God. I listened to gospel music. I asked the devil to please stop attacking me. Cause things had gotten real tough at that time. Alex lost his job and um I had to go back to work out of you know, but going back to work and everything helped me gang myself back, but I was drained. one of my coworkers, he pulled me in the room and he said, This is for your son. He gave me something for my son. My siblings, my cousins came over they made sure Christmas happened for him. you know my support. At that time, yeah, they they helped me down. Alex's mother was a blessing as well. So, yeah, I just wanted to tell you guys about my accident last year, and let me tell you, this year we moved into our new apartment. My son had his own room. The windows have stoppers because <laughs> when I went to sign the lease, I said, "Listen, we have to do everything to make sure my son is protected." You feel me? I need the stove stoppers. I need everything that's going to protect my son. So what are some of the things you're doing out there, moms, to keep our baby safe? Because not only if my baby cries, it seems like if another baby cries, I get stolen too. Like, I'm ready for action. I'm ready to be a mother to that baby. Well, I just want to tell you guys my story about last year and, you know, this year. Last year, my back was against the wall. And somebody told me I had to get myself together for my son. And baby, that's what I did. A stranger had to tell me that. Anyway, thanks for listening. Sorry it took me so long just to get to the next episode. A lot of things was going on. But right now, I'm in a good space. I'm happy. My son, he's running up and down. He had his own room. And all his toys is not in my living room anymore. It's right in his room. So that's the power of a prayer, you know. I went through a lot last year. Anyway, thank you for listening. Later.